We were waiting for our special guest. But it's going to be a special episode with children and cats in the background. Lots of jingling. She's, uh, she's got for me a little container of leftover McDonald's fries. Oh. We appreciate that here. That's kind, yeah. But we do. We have a special guest. And the specialist she, of special it, guest. That, we couldn't ah. have planned that better. <laughs> There's it nothing is not jarring about the <laughs> I summoned her. <laughs> the, our, our friend of the, the pod, friend of the fam. Let's see if I can make it so my me. face is appearing. So I'm not like an anonymous You're just North Face salesman. Case. Yeah. But we have a Crimson Pleasure with us today. Hi. Crimson's been here before. But uh, Crimson, what do you do? God, what do I not do? Uh, well, when I am not um, trying to awaken the Elder Rods, uh, I run Real Women of Gaming. I'm the founder of Real Women of Gaming. I am the producer for the Banana Group's uh, Twitch channel. Um, I'm a streamer on your my own time, um, on my own channel on Twitch. And uh, I'm a mom and a wife. And, you know, certified weirdo, writer, all that stuff. One of the freaks. Yes. Look at you with a Hershey bar. What? Okay, so I was sent to Walmart during the camping trip to get more chocolate. Was out and I woods. kind of went ham on oh. it. Good. As you should. Indeed, as you should. Also, I mean, um, you happy uh, summer solstice eve, everyone. Um, belated however, Juneteenth as well. Belated Juneteenth and Friday will be Midsummer. Oh. For us pagans. <laughs> Wait, did you say you don't like that movie? I actually don't watch that movie. I haven't actually watched it. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's a peach. There's a bear. <laughs> it's I, a bear uh, for later. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard things, and some of those things were, I probably should watch this one. I don't think you should. Yeah. I I'm, think, yeah, maybe not. I'm, I'm yeah. really, you want to throw supernatural shit at me, demons, hauntings, witches, yeah. demigorgons, Vecna, I'm fine with that. The second, like, the second anybody's like, oh, yeah, well, this person just decided to be, you know, just decided to kill all these people. No. I don't do, pe I don't, I don't do actually actual people. If they were possessed, I'm down. But I already know that's horrible life. human beings. <laughs> what if, what if they're just part of a really weird small sect of people in a very specific small town in Sweden? Baharga. And they, uh. Not a cult. Not a cult, or maybe a cult. It might be a cult. Sounds like a cult. Yeah. We can't say for sure if they are um, or not. Uh, the, more so, the reason why I'm telling you not to is because of the mental health parts of it. Um, oh, yeah. As your friend, as a person who 
who knows some of your triggers and some of your stuff. I'm going to say, eh, you could sit this one out. And if you need a summary, Pat and I will give you one. Yeah. We'll probably just Wikipedia. Yeah. A mid-summary, if you will. A dad joke from the dad. Because I have the complex PTSD, the gift that keeps on giving. It does. Um, so I, I don't I don't want movies to give me more of the gift. I've yeah. I've had plenty of it. No, it says be all fun. of my medication. Yeah. I think you would do better with this one than hereditary. <laughs> but <laughs> that one's hereditary. Rough. Oh, that one is rough. Um, but oh, we should probably introduce ourselves. Hey, we're those meddling kids. That's hot. That's, that's Brie. Oh, oh, oh. We're on different sides of the screen than I thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly we don't know how to podcast because we're on different sides of the screen than we know are. That's it. <laughs> Station yeah, management says, get it together. <laughs> um, Bree's pronouns, she, they. My pronouns are he, him, and also I'm eating chocolate. Yep. That's My pronouns good. are she, they. Yeah. Um, so... Tonight we're going to talk about some different things, but our main goal is to round the cats in our brains, the red pandas, the raccoons, the whatever we are, and um, to do a creepy chat, which is an episode where we do a little talky-talk about a certain topic. Um, Crimson's giving you some clues. This week we're going into the Upside Down. We're going to talk about Stranger Things, probably mostly season four. Um, I wanted to give some warnings. So, spoiler warnings. Uh, we will be discussing Stranger Things up to season four, part one. We can't do part two because it hasn't come out, and I refuse to use my psychic powers to spoil it for myself. So... Um, if you haven't finished up season four, part one, maybe pause us, put us on the back burner and revisit. Um, trigger warning. And if you can think of any as well, pop in. Um, but this episode, we'll be discussing a television program with triggering material. Um, this season, a little bit more than others. Um, but warnings for eating disordered slash disordered eating, domestic abuse, child abuse slash extreme violence to children this season, and bullying. Those are the ones I could think of. Yeah, that's pretty much. I think that nails it. Also, just like the cringy, a little the bit bu- of the religious bu- stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the bully, the cringy '80s bully. Yeah. Like you know. She did everything short of just be like the bully from Monster Squad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I honestly wish someone would have stomped on her Snickers bar and made her eat it off the street. But, you know. Yeah. We've got season four, part two coming up. We might well, we might get that. It's okay because we've got like youth pastor from hell, Jesse, <laughs> then in Hawkins. Oh, my God. My God. He's terrifying. High key youth pastor energy. <laughs> Someone needs to also make him eat a Snickers bar from the ground awesome. or maybe a dog turd that looks like a Snickers bar. You know, someone was saying that they really want a scene where jock on jock violence happens where like Steve beats the shit out of him. I'm like, yeah, let's. It could happen. It very yeah. well could happen. 
Oh, I don't want to watch Eddie beat the shit out of anybody. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that Eddie really is like the I'll beat the shit out of people guy. Like, I think no. he plays it really hard. Um, but instead, here's the thing about Eddie. So I looked at Eddie in the promo pictures and I was like, oh, no. Because he's, he's that kind of guy. And I was like, hmm, attractive. Mm, also kind of what I want to dress like. And then I also was like, but is he going to be mean to the kids? Because like, he looked like he could be that guy. And then they're like, Oh yeah, he sells drugs out of his lunchbox. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and then he came on, he did his little speech and I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. And then all of a sudden, instead of making him this like terrible, like eighties hard ass, like bully who would just be like, you know, selling drugs out of his lunchbox and stuff like that. He is just hiding under tarps and legitimately like sweaty and shaking and just admitting to people like Steve Harrington, I'm terrified, but the Shire is burning and making him that kind of a, a Samwise Gamgee-ish almost character just made him so perfect. So I don't know if he's really got it in him to like go and actually beat the shit out of Jason, unless Jason would threaten one of the kids. Oh yeah. Which he's most likely got Yeah. Um, Or if he like makes it so that they can't save Nancy from the upside down, then he'll go eat shit. Like, because now all of these people are Eddie's. These are my people. Yeah. I hope we see him past season Mm -hmm. four. I hope not because so not because he's my husband or anything. Yeah, because we love him. I, I feel yes. like he's so great. Yeah, I was going to say like he orchestrated one of the most. And I don't know if you are sports <laughs> ball fans or whatever, but I definitely can feel some exhilaration watching some certain moments in sports ball mm-hmm. and the D and D game ending yes. with Eddie. And the buzzer beater shot at mm-hmm. the same time was one of the most exhilarating scenes. P.S. What is in the ever. water in the Sinclair household? I know. <laughs> There's just talent out the wazoo in that house. Like, It makes me wish that we could see more of their parents. Like, I'm guessing that you don't see their parents. I was telling uh, Crimson and some of our friends this because, you know, obviously they're persons of color within the 80s, so they're not being paid the same as everybody else. They've got a house in there in Hawkins, but as far as we really see, they're, like, the only family of color that we see. Yeah. Um, Which means that the price was probably jacked up the wazoo when they got it. Um, So I have a feeling that both of them just work all the time. Probably. (laughs) And that's why we never see them because all the other moms we've seen. All the fucking time. All the goddamn time. I feel like the other parents are like kind of wooden too. Like they don't really, they feel like, well, I mean, they kind of feel like stereotypical 80s horror. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, who's kind of there? Whose dad is it that we were just talking about? Oh, um, Mr. Wheeler. Mr. Wheeler. <laughs> we were all just shitting on him. The yeah. Well, one, okay, he's hot. his wife is hot. And no, yeah, his, wife, yeah. his wife is hot. He does Established not appreciate <laughs> He does not appreciate his wife nearly enough. 
And I'm like, this dude, she must not work. And he must have quite a bit of money for her to like tolerate what's happening. Because she could walk outside and literally get any man. We get these moments where it's like he's laying there with like their youngest daughter or whatever. And then it's supposed to be like, oh, but I'm like, eh, my man's could step up a little. <laughs> yeah. Why are my feet? And the one, the one thing that really irritated me, it was like, go ahead, just eat us out of house at home when they're doing the pancake thing. And I'm like, I would be so happy mm-hmm. to like make food for my daughter's kids. Like everybody going to come over, everybody sleep over. Sure. Let's fucking make pancakes. You know, like that yeah. should be like an honor as a parent. Hundred percent. And that's why I bought like hundreds of V. Yeah. Make all the s'mores came to the campsite. They're not even I was just gonna say they're like my younger cousin for Halloween, I bought all of this extra candy because they were gonna they're they go to a campsite throughout the year because we live in the south, so it's warmer. And I was like, we need to have enough. This is not my child, but they're his friends and he's you know, I've helped raise him. So, like, yeah, no, you're going to feed all these kids. Like, and you're going to enjoy watching them get into a sugar high and then go into a tizzy and do stupid stuff. Like, that's part of the fun. <laughs> yep. That is what I am, I am, like, most excited about. One of yeah. the things I'm most excited about. I would like to be there for a sleepover when the boys have a sleepover at some point. Like, for us to have our own sleepover and then just to help cook for all of them. Yep. Um, but again, also, Pat, I can't really talk for you, but like, I didn't really have friends until high school. So <laughs> I think for I had me, like just the one. Yeah. <laughs> I, then, I had like one or two. Yeah. And then I had like a weird group of us. And my mom was so excited because she had just gotten her license back and she was like, I will drive you all to the mall. I will. <laughs> um, she just took us everywhere because I think she was just so happy that I had friends and it didn't matter to her that we were weird and it didn't matter to her that she didn't understand what we were saying, speaking of children. She comes. <laughs> oh, you see a dog. spectral arm waving in. Yeah, and the dog. <laughs> um, Can you hear the jingling? Because they are yeah. beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> oh my God. A rumble. What are you doing? Is that you, Bloomy? Come here. What's up? Come here, Booby. Come on. I love what you call them. Come here. I'm I'm picking you up. (laughs) Look at her. Bloomy. She's so cute. Smells like a fresh kitty. Oh. That reminds me. I have to bathe the dog. What's up? What's up? She's like, I need to assert dog. You got to go slap your sister around some more. Need to assert dominance. Um, she likes to sleep on my chest while I try to read uh-huh. at night, and just when I move the iPad this way and go like this, she shifts over, and then her ass is in my face. Yeah. There's no way. Uh huh. Cat's at all times. Crimson's dog, when she was a baby, Crimson would put her on her shoulder. And now she's a little bit bigger and still thinks that she can go there while Crimson's streaming. <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much the vibe. 
I've got parakeet cats too. They like to like sit up here. Oh yeah. Mostly because like I'm a, a moving conveyance to get them to somewhere higher up that they shouldn't be able to get to. And they figure, well, if, if he just walks over here, I can hop on the stove and see what's happening in the pizza box mm-hmm. or wherever else. They're right like that. It's cool. Is that how they got the bagel, Pat? No. The bagel is because my oldest daughter did not finish her bagel <laughs> and left the Dunkin' Donuts bag next to the couch like we tell her not to. And I found Bloom three quarters of the way into the bag. <laughs> And I pull her out, and she's just latched onto this bagel and super pissed at the concept of me making her drop it. So I spent my entire lunch break that Friday chasing her in circles around the house with a little spray bottle. Like, please, just let it be. You can't eat that much cream cheese. Cannot be good for you. You are lactose intolerant, Yeah, ma'am. They don't care. <laughs> they, much I mean, like the honey badger, don't give a shit. Does anybody who's lactose actually care? Until someone's in a room with them, like maybe a confined room, maybe a tent. <laughs> you know? Maybe the other people might care. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harley is constantly eating food that uh, the child leaves in places that she's not supposed to. And I'm like... How did she get the pancake? As she just bolts, she'll she'll like she'll tiptoe with like whatever she has in her mouth. The second she sees one of us, she bolts and hides under the dining room table because none of us have the energy to get under the dining room table to get her. It's just like uh, mm, I'm not throwing my back out for a pancake. Eat it. I don't. I'm just at this point. I've been sliced up so many times. I just don't want to yeah. bother anymore. If they steal a cookie, I'm just gonna let them eat the cookie consequences be damned means Maybe they're gonna hack learn. it up somewhere yep. no, no <laughs> These that's like great. saying that i would learn <laughs> I, haven't I haven't learned yet i haven't learned anything <laughs> shit no I, i've learned a little but not really um okay uh stranger things eddie jack of jack violence where else were we um mr wheeler we don't stand him <laughs> no, no it doesn't make any sense jackass <laughs> all I can think is that maybe he's just really he's got dick game or something that's the only thing I can think because otherwise yeah he just or money like, he's got to be making big what does he do how is he affording those giant glasses big money those glasses are, he's got just, big money big money I don't know. his fits are also horrible just like the worst fits oh just, just mm-hmm. terrible A turtleneck I'm looking at Google but you know what the worst now. part is I think it horrible. was also um I think other than this season and other than Nancy, um, I think Mrs. Wheeler's the one that buys everybody their clothes because that's what Eddie says. He's like, he was talking about how he um, found Dustin and Mike and he's like, and you were wearing whatever shit your mom bought you from the Gap. And I was like, (laughs) also how expensive is the Gap back then? Because that had to be a lot. I don't know. I don't even know it existed in the 80s, to be fair. Well, I got all my clothes from Kmart, so. I didn't know other stores with clothes existed. At least they didn't for me. That's right. I miss Kmart. That place kind of slapped. Or Hills. Oh, my God. Look at this muppet of a man. I'm trying to figure out 
what uh, Mr. Wheeler does. Oh my God, he would have been born in the 30s. What is it now, Daddy? Um... <laughs> hey, my husband texting me. <laughs> what is it now, Daddy? I got to figure out where to get these giant glasses of his. They're just very powerful looking. But also horrible at the same time. I don't know. They're like aviators, but. I know. Yeah. They're just wild. <laughs> what does he do? This has been Stranger Things to check. Uh, Eddie Munson, sweet fit. Uh, basically all the regulars, great fits. Yeah. Mr. Wheeler, shit fit. Eddie's the only new main character. Who's alive other than Pastor Jason. Oh, wait, was Jason in last season? I don't know. If he was. I think he, he might have had a cameo. Oh, and what's a... J- J- um, what is it now, Daddy? Oh, and Yuri. <laughs> Yuri. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which- that's what J- Jason. I was like Jason, John, Jonathan, Stoner friend. That dude. Oh, Argyle. 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 Wait, who's your? Oh, yeah, you're. Sorry, Argyle. We love you. Argyle's well, the greatest pizza man ever. I love Top Argyle. Theory. I hate. Jo- I hate Jonathan this season. He See, turned into a whiny stoner bitch. I don't hate Jonathan because I feel like he's just been in charge of everything for so long and continues to put himself on the back burner for everyone else. Mm-hmm. And he's just uh, trying to figure out a way to do something for himself. And that's going to be a source of contention, especially with Nancy, because he doesn't seem to know how to tell Nancy. I can't go to this big fancy school. I'm going to community college. And but again, that's a decision that at least he's making for himself. And at least he has one friend who's not like, ah, the world is in yeah. You know, like everyone else in his world is either his family or he's legitimately trauma bonded with. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, Argyle is so fucking high all the time mm-hmm. that when he's being shot at by numerous dudes with like AKs, he doesn't even seem to be super phased by it. It's not so until that, but, it bleeds out in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time. I feel like he's going to meet a Demi-Gorgon <laughs> what the fuck is that? And then just kind of maybe laugh at it, maybe offer a pizza, I don't know. But we'll see. Because they do seem to be kind of out and about in the world, at least in the Soviet They've made region. it all the way to Utah. Somehow they drove to Utah in a night. That seems like it shouldn't be plausible. Wow, he drives pretty fast. That's true. He's kind of um, zipping around. He's a zippy do that boy. Apparently, none of the teenagers are going to work at all either. Like, the video store has just been closed. The owner doesn't even know. Or care. Or <laughs> care. Argyle just literally stole the van and left. <laughs> it went in. He also, also might be the worst pizza guy. I mean, best in, to me, he's the best, mm-hmm. but he also might like be Best to customers, worst employee. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we would all love Argyle. Like, we'd be like, yeah, man, you got this pizza here so quick. I feel like he'd be sliding extra toppings on for free for friends, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know what? I threw that pineapple on there. I know you like it. 
controversial choice. I don't care, man. It's great. Yeah. I, I he also is, accept he is, the pineapple. He is beautiful. He is a beautiful character. Mm-hmm. And wonderful uh, hair. Right? I can, my hair can never look like that. Given Same. Steve and Eddie are running for their money. Yeah, well, but, like, no, let's yeah. Be, no let's one's going to be... beat Steve Harrington's magical quaff. No, no. I the like Ed Samson. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I will point out, like, Eddie is every guy I've ever been attracted to in, like, most of school and, like, my 20s and stuff like that, except for, like, make him, like, Steve personality from season one so he looks like that but he acts like an asshole yeah, see and that was the thing i thought he was going to be another douche queen because so many of the dudes in this show are just awful and yeah. most of them other than steve don't get to grow they either die or they just stay terrible yeah i was really i was really happy that uh eddie turned out to be like just a, a switch yeah. on the end he's just he's, soft. he is soft and squishy and i love it um, um yeah, no, I, I have a lot of like I'm not loving Jonathan, but then like the thought of like Nancy getting back with Steve is just like I don't want that Jonathan. either. I, you know what? I was just re-watching like their relationship in season two and like that point at the party where she's like, Yeah, we're in love and we're partying and we're partying and it's bullshit. And I'm like, you hate everything about this. Like, what, just because he has hair in his chest now and he's there and Jonathan's not, now you can go back to him? Yeah, but I he's not the same person from season one that she started dating. And here's the thing. Nancy continues to date the same two dudes. And they're legitimately the only people she talks to. Jonathan, until he becomes friends with Argyle, the only people he talks to. That's not okay. Widen your circle. Maybe don't date anybody for the last couple of months until you go to college and find somebody else. Look, they've all trauma bonded. And now they're just, you know, are you guys in a relationship yeah. right now? All right. Well, let but me try somebody else. That's that trauma one of the bonded reasons group. why I want her and Robin to become friends, because I just want her to have a friend. She has not had a friend since Marv died. No, she hasn't. Because she refuses to be friends with anybody. She's just somebody's girlfriend. And that's not right. For her, because she's a badass, Lobos Lane character in the making, and she deserves to be Nancy Wheeler, not Steve's girlfriend, not Jonathan's girlfriend, even though Jonathan's not there and she's the hottest girl. So let's all just try to, like, you know, date her on the sly. No, 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 no. Nancy Wheeler deserves to be Nancy Wheeler. You know, it's funny. I was Nancy. as a teenager oh yeah i like up until i met my husband i was always somebody's girlfriend and like the guy friends that i had (laughs) that i thought i had were all just like waiting for an opportunity to try and date me and i'm like "Mm, you're one of the 80 reasons i take medication and have trust issues thank you very much but yeah no but that's the thing like it happens to so many people like so many girls Yep, And I just want that cycle to be broken in media so that girls can be like, oh, hey, Nancy doesn't have a boyfriend. (laughs) Yes, let's have the frozen thing, the frozen effect. Yeah. You don't have to be in love to have a story. I mean, and I think my situation was a little complicated. (laughs) It was a little weird. Um, But I would 
I dated one guy back and forth through the whole of high school. Um, pretty much. Yeah, but you were also I mean, like. It made me happy to be his girlfriend. And I thought we were in love. But so it was kind of weird, you know, but we would break up and we'd get back together. But I like that was what you saw on TV. So I totally thought that that was normal. And like everyone was like, you guys are going to get married. And like our parents were like, you're going to get married. And like, so then we didn't. And it's for the best for multiple reasons. <laughs> but it's yeah, uh, but it's weird. Relationships and media are always fucking weird. I hate it. Absolutely I feel like they create it. like a really unfair standard too mm-hmm. yes. for everyone to try and live up to in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And they normalize just such yeah. toxic, shitty patterns. And then people are like, oh, but fucking, fucking Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Like people look at that. Oh, and my God. I hate like Ted. He's the worst. Dis- That's why. You know what other show I hate that people love, and it's because of that? It's Friends because of Ross. Oh, I fucking despise Friends. Yeah. I watched every I episode of him yeah. religiously. I yeah. still love Marshall and Lily. Yes. Because they remind me of me and my wife, and we right. even yes. had a little brief separation like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that made us stronger because of the fact that we were both able to kind of find ourselves mm-hmm. and accept us yep. as one person before moving on yep mm-hmm. but also that that show too was such a shit show it was only supposed to be seven seasons they squeezed two more out of it they made ted shittier and shittier um i actually i had a conversation the, the main male character and anything that's considered like a sitcom is always trash like if you look at zach from say but bell he's a trash human being and you look at Ted, Ted is a trash human being. Uh, Ross, trash human being. Like, and, and like, those are the characters we're supposed to love. Yeah. This is why we have issues, because we have those yeah. people shoved down our throats. And I also feel bad for kids nowadays, because, like, you know, they're encouraged to be doing these, like, big, expensive composals and stuff like that. And then that's, that's wild for everyone because like you're the person who's getting prom posed to and like that's got to be like kind of sprung on you and if you're not sure if you're really enjoying this person and like you know the school year's coming <laughs> yeah. to an end and like do you really want to be hanging out with them on prom night but now they're there with balloons and there's music and stuff like what are you gonna okay, do so <laughs> one of my my asshole treat is like i when people okay when people propose to other people in public and get rejected, I laugh. I feel bad for them. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. I do feel bad for them, but now I laugh because I've, I've, I've put a lot of thought into it. Like, I feel like they only do it, like, they only propose in public because they think the pressure of, of proposing, they're going to say yes. Because yeah. I don't think they would need that otherwise. Like, my husband proposed to me in a parking lot. <laughs> Got down on one knee and everything. He was 100% sure I was going to say yes. We didn't need any, like, huge fanfare about it. And then we went to dinner. 
But like, I feel like, so I laugh at those people because like, mm, yeah, like yay for the person who's like, no, and walked away. Good for you. Uh, don't put that kind of pressure on other people. Uh, yeah, I suppose but, like during a fireworks show, we were sitting next to each other and only we could hear each other having this conversation. That's nothing else. Cause I like, just then, like to listen to how people do things like that. I like little you know, stories. That's... Look yeah, at I all do. these extras you're getting tonight, friends. So right? We're, we're throwing some real stories out and jingling cats. And jingling cats. And Are they still medication. ready to rumble? Wait till the holidays. I'm going to put even bigger bells on them. And just... Yes, the bells get continuously bigger until the dog cats are just tracking this poor giant bell. Oh my god. Well, because they need to train to be able to um, pull Frasia's sled. (laughs) No, they are uh, the most indoor kitties and helpless and super needy now. We discovered this because we were away on camping for we're two days. They, they came back and they were like, right to you. Like, just, yes. they will not be able to tolerate being outdoors. I think it will Why did you start molting that? or something. Like, But what if we gave them a little sled with one of Thor's little, little straw goats? If you insist... No, I will I certainly don't try this because I feel like this is going to be traumatizing for your cats. Slash, will break something expensive, and then your wife's going to be like, "Why is Brie like this? She wasn't like this in high school." I was. I was yeah, we just had to dig that part of you out. Just didn't know yet. Nobody knew. Nobody um, knew. Look, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not opposed to giving them tiny little ornamentals yeah. and having them pull a tiny little ornamental sleigh. Maybe they can pull holiday gifts in it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I, want, I would like to. I would like to see a video of that disaster. Please. God, the holidays know, right? are shaping up to be really, really fun. Well, here's my fear. My fear, and I'm already thinking about it and already <laughs> plotting. We need to switch to an electric menorah. That's for sure. Yes. Because if we go with real, <laughs> and this is how you catch your house on fire, kids. Yeah. Yes. And a cat. Sorry. Yes, there no, will be one cat miraculously. No... They neither one of them have any houses. fear. No, they don't care. They will be like Hanukkah, Hanukkah. <laughs> Come lights, eight houses on fire, and all they'll be like Mazel Tov. We're warm. <laughs> <laughs> this is a festival of light, right? Light. Because America, I tell you, first of all, the cat got on fire and then they burned down another house and then another house. And you thought the houses would have stopped burning after one day, but they burned for a whole eight days. Oy. And they said, okay, this is great. That's that's why I bought good insurance. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, yeah, we're going electric this year. We're going back. I think that's a smart plan. I think that's a yeah. tax idea. You lose a little bit of the vibe, but... Uh, I'd like to keep the cats alive and you know what? My house. Then, but then the girls yeah. can screw them on too. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they can be a little bit more. See, it doesn't feel as special because you're saying the Bracca and they're like, <laughs> and what if one of the bulbs is bad? <laughs> Eight squeaks. Eight squeaks. Those things are also oh. way expensive. Like the regular yeah. ones are not as expensive, but whatever. That's a dumb complaint. But anyway. No, that's a valid complaint. 
As this somebody year, who worked, at, worked at a craft store for a very long time. Well, listen, you are going to get, you get a on you miss present from me anyway. So maybe it'll just be some money towards Pandora this year. Oh, no, I got to buy that shit in like October. That's what I mean. I'll give it to you early. Nah, don't sweat that. I like the the gift I got last year. (laughs) I'll follow that pattern. Yeah, I like that this you and I year, just gave each other like a trinket and a spooky movie. <laughs> this year, I'm going to buy you a copy of Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think that movie will be. I'm going to watch it tomorrow, probably <laughs> at 3 a.m. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to impose that on anybody else because uh, I've heard reviews from other Cronenberg fans oh, who say that Cronenberg is a gross motherfucker. And they're like, this is one of the grossest motherfucking movies. This is this is his movie. This is it. This is why we can't have nice things. This, this is Vigo Mortensen can grow random body parts from any parts of Vigo no. Mortensen that he wants to grow. Listen, he's not allowed to do things like that because he has to be Aragorn in my brain forever. Nope. He's he's now Saul Tensor no. and he grows parts and then he no, cuts them off. It's performance art. Sex is the new surgery. That is the tagline. <laughs> Or no, Sutri the new sex is the tagline of the movie. So, Cronenberg being Cronenberg. He's like, what uh, if I I've already seen Revo Genetic, genetic Opera. <laughs> I like that you and I had our brains go to the same place. Um, See? There you go. I already watched it. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. It's going to be like that, but with uh, Leah Seydoux. And Kristen Stewart being her wonderfully nervous <laughs> She's nervous. I love that about her because I also have the constitution of like a perpetually anxious chihuahua. So no, I love. I love. You that know what's funny? Energy. As you were saying it, that's what I imagined in my head. That the chihuahua just, you know, just, just shakes. Shakes. Yeah. Look up any Constantly of the clips of her talking in this movie, and she's just like <laughs> the whole time. Like she, she has a crush on Vigo's character. Oh, it is like well, no, way into the weird shit that he's doing. So she's oh. like, like the whole, like just okay. So anyway, Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, um, I I I I also want to. I like, and it's okay. This may seem weird, but I do like that in the the relation, like the friendship between like these kids and the older kids. I love yeah. that that like is a thing because it like have friends your own age. I don't really have friends my own age. I have friends that are younger than me. And that's, that's true. Fine. And that's fine. And that makes me happy. I don't think that like you should like, I feel like when you, you're trying, like that's forcing it. Like friendship and and social constructs that's already hard enough for me. But you want to be friends with people my own age who are married with kids? No, you get one thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my friend group was other than Pat and a handful of other weirdos um, were people who were older, and then like a few folks who were younger. Um, yeah, but. You know, Pat's my age. You're older. Um, most of the friends that I have, oh, baby, you're secretly a child. 
Everyone shush. Sleep, little child. Sleep. Sorry, I had like a nausea moment. Um, so, uh, in Real Women of Gaming, and our friend groups there, I'm one of the younger people, which yep. is weird to me because usually, like at work and stuff like that, I'm one of the older friends in like my my work friend groups, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> hopefully, she stays asleep. Oh yeah, she was like mostly she was down. Soft. Yeah, that was so cute. Troublesome though. I don't know where my younger one is. Oh shoot! Yeah, that wasn't the littlest one. Where is the littlest one? Probably in my spot in my bed. Ah, where I to venture a guess? Yeah, probably. she probably just went up. Where you have to just like go to bed, you just push her over and get into the bed. Is that yeah? What probably. Happens? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what we did for a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> There, there are a lot of things I think that Stranger Things does right. Yeah. Um, so, like, okay, top of the season, um, Eleven not telling her boyfriend or any of their other friends that she is yeah. being severely bullied and has no friends. Well, I don't think she's even talking to anybody other than Mike, it seems like. Which is so sad because they did so much the season in the summer. This is six months later and she's not talking to Max. That might also be Max not talking to her because we know that Max is self-isolating after what happened with Billy. And then he abuses stepdad leaving and the mom, she and the mom moving into the trailer park and the mom working all the time slash drinking a lot, you know, um, yeah. yeah. Like, Max was her best friend, but yeah, now Max is going down her own thing where, you know, she, a lot happened to her in season three. Yeah. So much happened to her. And, um, some, as somebody coming from, come from a really fucked up family, Mm -hmm. that 100% like is how that works. Yeah. Um, for, for me, like my dad passed away and I was like, just distraught for mm-hmm. a very long time. And then eventually I was like, oh yeah, it wasn't the greatest thing in my life. So, you know, you, you deal with it, but it's, it's really easy. And I love, I love that. It's really easy to put those rose colored glasses on because yeah. you can't do anything about it. They can't yeah. defend themselves. You can't work on your relationship. Like that's fine. That's it. That's final. Yeah. And, and I think I did more of like throughout high school and stuff like when things were bad like in my childhood I did more of an 11 thing where I was like things are fine <laughs> everything's great until I hit somebody proverbially in the head with skate which that kind of rage didn't start coming out until way later after my mom's death in my 20s because I suddenly felt safe enough to do it yeah I I'm s- you know what? I'm not sorry. She totally deserved it. She deserved it. No, that was fine. Yeah. Honestly, like yeah. everybody's like, ooh. That girl deserves a refuse confession. She deserves yeah. a lot worse. And it makes me so mad that the police aren't like looking at like the tape or anything like that that's clearly there. Um, or they're not looking at the fact that like a is covered in like a milkshake, you know, like, yeah, like clearly other things happen, but 
I very much believe that this white girl with her very fancy clothes and stuff like that probably has someone important in the community as a family member who's also probably helping fund the police station. You know what I mean? And it's not like Eleven comes from like an an affluent family. They just moved there, you know. And people think Joyce is weird already because Joyce can't. Joyce has to continually be the crazy lady, I suppose. Yeah, and and you know, uh, Will is isolating because you know, becoming more and more evident that he's not into the women. And I think he's internalizing a lot of that. I think he's just might sexual at this point. Um, so like there's there's so much going uh, on. <laughs> Pat is muted with the face. <laughs> I forgot the ice water. Oh, see what a, a crime. So what great. Jail, jail a thousand years. Crime of the right? future, if you will. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, these kids are all in such weird places post-season three. And, like, so Lucas is dealing by not giving up on Hellfire or anything like that. Like, he still plays D&D and he still is friends with his friends, but he's trying to insert himself into this athletic group. Yeah. Because, and this I totally understand, he wants to protect his friends and he wants to protect himself. And knowing what we know about Hawkins and knowing what we know about the mid-80s, like, that's valid. And especially as, uh, from what we've seen, there are only, like, a couple of kids of color on that basketball team. Yeah. You know, um, it makes sense that he's the one who's, like, no, man, I'm going to do this for us all. I have the skills. I have enough passion for this. But he's not, like, pretending not to know them or anything until they're in danger, you know? And then, again, he's protecting them. Yeah. Like, Lucas has gone to this weird kind of uber-protective place. Dustin is just strangely well-compartmentalized. And it's just like, yeah, my girlfriend's changing my Latin grades. And... um I just want to play D&D and I'm having, like, he seems to be having a great time. And then Mike seems to be just very much idealizing Eddie, which is understandable. You know, he's growing his hair out. He's wearing the club thing all the time, like the club shirt all the time. Um, From someone who was going the last season to being like, I don't want to play D&D anymore to being a part of a regular group. Mm-hmm. because he sees this cool older kid, you know, who kind of is filling a void that like Steve fills for Dustin. Yeah. You know, who's taking them under his weird drama kid wings, you know, um, because that's on the list. The drama club is on the list and I'm pretty sure that's where the hellfire club meets. Um, yeah. Because did I pause to look at the list? I did. Shut up. It happened. Well, I I, um, I have I've had like a seven minute like all of Eddie scenes playing yeah. through. Yeah. And uh <laughs> shut up. <I'm> <laughs> That's like Don't your kink shame me. Um, and like in the back, so he's sitting in this throne like chair, but in the background is like, you know, mm-hmm. um buildings that look like they're Russian, like yeah. obviously car- you know, um background. Oh, 
Um, there's like clothes and like lights and stuff. So obviously, you know, yeah. they're meeting in the, the drama department. Yeah. Which is Hi. good because no one's going to bother them there. Um, um, that's Harley. <laughs> Harley's Lady perpetually friends. concerned. We'll see her face eventually. This is, this is Harley Quinn. This is my French gen. She's a French bulldog. I love Boston so Terrier. And she is 100% trying to fall asleep right here. Yeah. Yes. I can see it. Oh, yeah. I Just the slowest yeah. blinks. Yeah. Mommy is touching me, so it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> she wants to go. To, as soon as 8 o'clock hits, she comes over here and she's like, so bed now? She's yeah. fighting. Yeah, she's really fighting it. <laughs> here, go ahead. Get in your spot. Get in your, um, get in your spot. Uh, but Mike also we see is kind of he's shifting with how he's talking to Elle and he's not talking to Will as much which is odd because that was a big part of his character for these last few seasons was oh my god Elle oh my god Elle, Elle's my girlfriend I love her and then Will Will, 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 Will's my best friend I will not give up Will you know to have him be moving away from these two other characters is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's, and then we, we talked about Max a little bit. Max instead is just going very inward. Um, so it's interesting to see how these younger kids are dealing with what happened. Because yeah. we talked about the older kids a little bit. Like, we talked about the fact that Nancy really only associates with Jonathan and Steve. Like, she's the editor of the school paper, and she's probably, you know, an acquaintance-friendly person with people. But it's Jonathan, Steve, Jonathan, Steve. Those are the only people that she really pals around with. Yeah. Um, Robin has come into the group. And so wonderfully has gone from dingus, your children are here to talking to the kids. Like you can't play dingus here on a our, Saturday. Dingus, our children, our children are here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, come back on Sunday when it's not so busy. Yeah. Come, you can play on a Monday, you know, like um, just being this wonderful kind of disaster and mom sort of character for them. And uh Jonathan is just trying to find a release in something and it's a weird one. And it's weird to see Jonathan who has been so like, this is my responsibility, this, 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 and this to become like, I'm not even going to talk to Nancy. I'm just going to smoke this purple monkey. Like it, it's, it's neat to see that they're all moving, but they're not compartmentalizing really well. It seems like the person who's doing the best are like Stephen and Dustin. And I think it's just because Stephen's chosen, like every step that he's taken from the end of season three, when he's sitting on that couch with Nancy at the Wheeler house has been Steve choosing to become who he wants to become and not who his dad probably wants him to be. Yeah. Because that clearly wasn't working. So like, yeah. He works at the video store and it is creepy that he dates high school girls, but that's 
it's what it is. Um, it's the eighties. Um, also, Eddie's like 20 guys. He's been held back a couple times. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So him flirting uh, with 16 year old Chris three times. Yeah. 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 So oh, wait, like no. 20. I got to go back and rewatch it. He was held yeah. back a bunch of times. I just, yeah, I just rewatched it and I don't, but, um, you know, but like he's choosing to work at the video store and he's choosing to be there for these kids and to be, you know, like he drives Robin to school every day and is like giving her these pep talks about, you know, this girl that she likes. And it's just Steve becoming this more well-rounded person and taking the time that he needs to figure that out. And to think that Steve's the one who's, who's doing it in the most healthy way is very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It- one of my favorite scenes to basically sum up Stranger Things is where they're in the boathouse with Eddie mm-hmm. and Eddie's, you're not going to believe me. And they're all like, yeah, no, we probably will. And he goes, no, you're not going <laughs> to believe me. Dude, we've seen some shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell us what happened. And he, like, he tells the story and they're all like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> But with Eddie, you're also talking about someone who comes from a poor family. He doesn't live with his parents. He lives with his uncle, who seems like a stand-up dude. Yep. You know, he's been held back. Who knows what his home life was like? You know, I'm sure there's been a lot of times in, like, what, he was in a, he had a buzz cut and played regular guitar in middle school. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of things that happened there that other people didn't believe. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get to something big like a cheerleader, an underage cheerleader in your uncle's trailer who gets murdered, it doesn't matter if it's because of like some under the world demon or whatever. Like that's not going to look good for him. Yeah. And he's like, I guess I run now. Bitch, that was the appropriate response to yeah. what had happened. Like, if, if I'm standing there and some person in my house floats up in the air and suddenly has all of their bones broken and their yeah. eyes implode, nah, nah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, that's the best reaction possible. If someone's pretzeled in front of me, like, yeah. that's if it. If I don't leave, it may be next, so let's get the fuck yeah. out of here. And, like, Eddie's doing what Eddie does, which is oddly with his background, taking care of people in his own weird way. He's like, yeah, I'll give you these drugs that you want. I'm going to watch you take them. We're going to see if it works, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then he turns around and she's floating. And this is after she kind of trauma dumped on him. And it's clear she's not trauma dumping on anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, So the character we're talking about is Chrissy here. Um, who we know her mom is super toxic about her body and her body issues, and she's bulimic. Um, very, yeah, very, very abusive. Things. Yeah. Um, she is dating Jason, our favorite youth pastor. Um, so I'm sure that that's... I think that Jason does care about her, but I think he cares more about this image of them together. Yeah. Like, he's the king, she's the princess of Hawkins, you know. Um, so she's kind of just trauma dumped on this guy that she knew in middle school. And um, probably when she was 
had just joined like a middle school cheerleading group and like he was a lot older you know and um she felt safe with so that's Probably the first person who sat and just listened to her too yeah other than max who wanted to listen to her which again kind of brought us back to the old max you know Um, so it is, it's interesting to see these characters that we have with the kids, the older teens and now the younger teens. And I'm interested in not only seeing what's going to happen with them for the rest of this season, but then after the, there's going to be a time jump for season five, I think about three years. So... Which makes sense because, like, those kids are getting older and they're starting to look older. Yeah. You know? Um, So I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, what happens for all of these people when nothing happens to them for three years. Can I just complain about Will's haircut? I think everyone should complain about Will's haircut. That's the weirdest. He's been in a bowl cut for 10 years now. What did they fucking do to that poor kid? They're really doing them dirty. They're like, it just dirty. It looks so bad. So dirty. Just because he's in the closet doesn't mean he needs to still have that haircut. <laughs> I I have this I have this theory that Will is actually not going to make it through the Stranger Things series. He might not. I don't I don't think that he will. So a theory that I oh go ahead. I was just saying because like he just. Um, Oh, uh, and fun little tidbit, if you watch season four and you are not, thanks, Carly, not aware. Um, when when uh, when Mike showed up mm-hmm. and, and they went to the roller rink, that was Bill's birthday. Yeah. And nobody said anything. Yeah. Nobody said happy birthday. None of it. No, so Will just got the backseat of this date on his birthday and nobody, nobody cared. I think that Jonathan knew, like if you watch Jonathan's face through the whole thing, one, I think that Jonathan feels bad that it's Will's birthday Two, I think Jonathan knows that Will has a crush on Mike because like when, um, Will goes in for the hug and Mike just does the like little pat thing. You can see Jonathan's like, like he's just emoting. His yeah. actor's so good. And then um, when they drop them off, he's like, and we'll pick you up at six. Like, he repeats it, like, three times, and there's no reason for him to repeat it. Like, it's like he's kind of just hanging to be like, do you want me to take you? Like, you know, yeah. like, it. I think he knows, and I think it kind of is breaking his heart that this is. Yeah, he's always been protective of Will. Yeah. Um, but Will's at that age now where he can't be, he can't be overprotective. He's got to let yeah. him do his own thing. So I think in the background, he's like, I, I want, I want to, I want to step in and help, but I, yeah. I can't. There's like, we reached there the end. Yeah. 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 We, you need to do this on your own. Yeah. And it's also awkward because it's like, Will's very protective of 11. Yeah. <gasps> Um, and wants her to be happy. Like, 
over and over and over again. He's like, that's my sister. This is our sister. That's my sister. You are my sister. Like Mm he nails that home so much. Um, Clearly learning from Jonathan, like this is how you sibling. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think it's just so willing to do anything for her to be happy. But he's like, great, you, you gave her flowers. As my soul slowly crushes. <laughs> yeah. And poor Eleven, I really wish she would embrace the fact that she's part of the family with, like, Will and Jonathan. But I think she does in her own way. Like, her style is very much inspired by Joyce this season. Yeah. All of her hair is very Joyce-like, you know. Um, like, she wears kind of the colors and the things that she wants but she also wears like Joyce sweats and like, you know, like it's clear that she's found a place. Oh, is Val here? <laughs> um, she's found a, a place where she feels more comfortable, you know, looking into her own fashion and this and that. And, you know, she, uh, she seems to be emulating this mom that she's found. Oh God, Harley. <laughs> um, so I think she, as much as she is capable, is up to this point in her growth and healing, feels that she's a part of that family and is embracing it back. But I also think that she's still so upset about what's happened with Hopper. Yeah. Her real dad, fuck you, Papa. Fuck you, Papa. You're not her real dad. I wish we had a little bit more time. I would just read my live reactions from the last episode that I sent to Crimson and our friend Riley. <laughs> it's just a lot of caps. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of minds exploding. Yeah. Um, it, I, I like, I understand like why what some of the thing that's happening in Russia is happening, but at the same time, it felt very disconnected from everything else. I love all those actors and I love Murray and I love that he, um, he got to be Spears <laughs> um, and that he got to be really kick-ass and that Joyce had been like so smart and, you know, that she's getting her own adventure that is different from the kids um, and it, it, it does make sense because everybody has a piece of information now. So team rush has got one piece of information. Um, team, we'll call them team Utah cause that's where they are right now. They've got their own piece. Uh, Elle's got her piece and then the Hawkins team have their own pieces. And, so it's going to be really interesting to see how we resolve them all coming together or at least getting that information to each other. But I'm not going to lie. I kind of found the Russian plotline kind of boring. Yeah. It, it dragged. Was it maybe possibly due to COVID that forced their hand to also have these disparate plot lines just because maybe, maybe it made it easier we don't have as many people on set or whatever. That could be it. I mean, also Hopper ended up in Russia, so they had to resolve yeah. it somehow. It's, it I, also I, just I, was know, like, oh, Russia. It would yeah, be kind of corny if he just came back. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. they did have to get him. I'm yeah. still, I'm still mad that they spoiled that in the trailer. 
that's one of the reasons I fucking hate watching trailers anymore is because then you walk into the theater and you're like, well, I know what the hell's going to happen. Oh, I'm being PS, PS, PS. This um, podcast does not support turning former Holocaust camps into Airbnbs that are themed for Stranger Things. Stranger Things creators. Who did you know what the who, who did the, the prison where they shot is oh. a former camp, mostly That's for Romani and Jewish folks. Fucking gross. And it, they decided to then turn it into an Airbnb. That's themed. That using using sites gross. like that that are already yeah. there for like movies and shit, fine. Yeah, because you know what? Then you're putting money into it and it can be used for educational purposes later. Turning that shit into a spectacle is disgusting. It is. And y'all are going to get haunted. You want want demonic possession? Because this is how you get demonic possession. You want ghosts? You want murder? You want to be murdered by ghosts? This is how you get murdered by ghosts. Yeah. I just, How I, people can you get? Because a lot of us really like Stranger Things and we really have enjoyed this season. I did also feel, though, that that needed to be said or talked about just for a quick moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I and I that. didn't want to believe it. I saw it from a few um, Jewish creators that I follow on TikTok and I did research and poor Crimson had to listen to me vent about it. For like 40 minutes because my Stranger Things merch had just come in the mail. And I was like, now I don't know if I want to even rep this out in public because that's such a vile thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I I, just, God, could, could they not have just like made a set instead too? I mean, I, also, I do get filming it there, like, but at yeah. the same time, like just... I mean, you open if it up our Fleming's desk could make an, a whole boat, <laughs> any like anything is possible. They've got that Netflix money. I um, mean, the Marvel movies are all shot in basically the same exact aircraft hangar in Atlanta. Like, every one of them. So why couldn't they conceivably... Yeah. Blech, this is gross. Yeah. Um, you know... I will say some of some of Hopper's exploits, kind of badass. Like, yeah. What if I break my own fucking foot so I can get out of? Oh my god! Oh no! That was that was such great body horror. I was so glad that they put body horror in there. And she said he's like, I was like, this season's got a lot of body horror because it is the season of Freddy Krueger. It feels like Vecna. uh, We didn't even get to talk about Vecna much. I know one double O one year later. One year later, and we could have had the Dream Warriors music. I'm so mad. We did. We did get Freddy Krueger himself, though. We don't know that Vecna won't be there post time jump, though. Maybe Vecna is the final reveal, big bad. Yeah. Well, so that was. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I had a theory. Um post-season one that I didn't tell anybody because I was like, maybe I'm just reading too much into this. Like I, I second guess myself and I'm like, maybe you just don't understand. Um, It seemed weird to me that Will was taken outside of Mirkwood 
because it seemed like all the rest of the Demi Gorgon's victims were in a certain area. And then like he was over here. And then it was also weird that he's alive because he's like singing to himself and he's all wrapped in vines. Whereas everybody else immediately was like eaten, like slurped up. So all through season two and season three, there was a part of me that was like, I think there's a different big bad. And I think that different big bad was the one who actually had Will. Like it might've been that the Debbie Morgan got him, but it, it just felt weird. And now looking at Beckna, we'll talk about the man, the myth, the legend, the asshole in the upside down. Um, yeah. Why would what, he have just kept Will? Sorry. I feel like he tried to, but then 11 got him. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe he wasn't like fully yeah. powered up yet or. Well, you know, well, Levin had know just turned him it. into a crispy treat. That's true. He was a few kind of years, beef like, guy. not, what was that? So she was, what, like six or something? And then how old are they in season one? Uh, 12 and 13 ish. 12 right? and 13. Yeah. Like, so she looks like she's six or seven because like 11 is small for her age, you know. Um, but. So he was just crispy treated not that long ago and thrown into a pit <laughs> by a small child. Um, so I think he was getting stronger. And I think all the little minions kind of give him strength too. Um, so I think Will was kind of his first victim. And I think he was trying to slowly siphon off of Will. And I think that's why Will has this weird connection with the Upside Down, because what we know about Vecna now is that he chooses people who have big secrets, um, some big shame. And Will's poor. He comes from this kind of broken household with his, you know, single mom. And we're all assuming he's homosexual and would have been understanding and having that awakening at that time. You know, because if Mike's having feelings for Eleven, then he could be having feelings for Mike. That's the way that works. Yep. <laughs> um, so it would make him a prime person for Vecna to be grabbing. And it's just that now, by the time we get to Chrissy, he's really got his MO down again. And it seems like he's stronger. So when we saw this character like Vecna himself I was like that's the bitch that took well I know it I feel it I feel it in my chest and I think that that's going to be a big reveal in part two and I'm worried that if Will crosses a border into Hawkins he's immediately going to be sucked into the upside down yeah that'll be like because Will doesn't seem to have a place right in the story so but I want him to meet Eddie and I want Eddie to be like, I've heard of you, Will the Wise, Will the Wizard. But also Will's been able to live down there because he is Will the Wise, Will the Wizard. You know, I wonder if he could help almost be a distraction or uh, uh, um, uh, turn Sauron's eye while Al comes in and just psychically beats the shit out of Becca. Yeah. I, I mean, a, go ahead. No, I was just wondering if, like, is that showdown happening in the next 
four hours or so of TV that we're getting because I think these two episodes that are coming up next week are both movie length. Oh my God, it's only two right. episodes? It is only two episodes. Yeah. <gasps> Fuck me. Or is there like a, uh, there's definitely a cliffhanger of some kind. Gotta yeah, be. and then we're going to have a three-year time jump and we're all going to be like, let me put my clown makeup on for the Duffer Brothers again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering, like, will the time jump have at least many of the characters assuming that someone's dead, who's not mm-hmm. dead, or they kind of like, they seem to like doing that. If they hurt Eddie, we riot. I have too many people that I'm very protective of right now. I have too much skin in this game in this show. Most of the basketball team don't really care. The one that I liked, Patrick, dead. He floated. We all float. He looked into the deadlights and I'm mad about it. And the worst part is we don't even get to know what his trauma was. The two white kids we get to know. I'm going to say it. That's true. That was shitty. That's true. They They didn't give him the time. Patrick at least deserved to have his story told. Um, Was it cool that it's all happening in the water? And yet somehow Jason is still like, Eddie's a vessel of Satan. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Eddie's just screaming and holding on to an oar for dear life. Um, (laughs) Getting re-traumatized forever. Yeah. Yeah. And we but, can't yeah, forget about is interesting. poor, poor Barb. Poor Barb. Who Which they had again. to show her again real quick just to be like, yeah. man, you know what? If you weren't sad about Barb. If you had forgotten to be sad about this, guess what? Yeah. We're they know remind. that we're still sad. They know that we're still mad. That was probably the shittiest part of season. I mean, narratively, it works. It made sense. But it also was so fucking sad that poor Barb just like. Just off the face went of down. the earth. Yeah. Um, and that nobody seemed to care other than Nancy. Murray cared. Murray did care. We, and then we he became a Murray. karate master. He did. He was like... I love Kung Fu Murray. That was so fucking awesome. Too. I expected yeah, him to fuck up so bad, and then when they're like, no, actually, he's not going to yeah, fuck up. Yeah, I expected him to beat he's it. He's actually going to be great. Lie. I thought he was going to punch air. Yeah, I thought he was going to like miss and like yeah. hit the side of the plane, and then he actually can mm-hmm. fight yeah um and did it again i was just like oh damn murray well done they can't kill murray either like jeffrey brothers do you hear me coming for your left shoe <laughs> oh and i'm shitting it um <laughs> so i i put the last episode on while we were talking and it got to my least favorite part in the whole season um, when Eleven realizes she did not murder all of those kids. See, now, and I was like, God damn, we can't make Eleven a child murderer. And then I was like, I mean, but that's valid. That's valid. And then, no, it's just, what is his name? Jamie Bell? Jamie Campbell Bell. Jamie Campbell Bell. Um, of course, he has three names super talented dude that he is um and uh yeah he's one which i also called i was like this bitch is one i don't trust him you know like um 
there are some people who are headcanoning, theorizing that L's his kid. Because if he was, what, 12 in the 60s, by the time they would have gotten to the, the um, experiments that they're doing, he could yeah. have been her dad. I or been, that the doctor would have like kept him to be like, okay, breed with these women, you know. Oh, I think they're clones. I know oh, it's yes. well before. I, I know it's well before, but I think like when they got one, I think they figured out how to. This doctor's awful. To, to clone them. That's where my head's at. That they like. Okay. Either like we're cloning that. or we're doing like DNA infusion, mm-hmm. and they were. Impregnating, yeah. yeah. Somehow impregnating he, these he, women. Yeah. Well, he, he would have been throwing. thirty-two at the time of the incident, so yeah. Um, he just doesn't look that old. No, um, and then, and then he's, like and then he's all Beckned, so we don't know. Yeah, I don't know how this, how old this crispy cream chicken nugget is. Yeah, he's about forty when he's but, freddying. Oh, yeah. I um, but yeah, I do believe that he is connected to the rest of the kids. He's definitely connected to Elle because he tells her about how um, she reminds him of one, and that one had to struggle, and that they have very similar powers, mm-hmm. and kind of creepily taking her under his murder wing. And then if you look at the, there's such an age difference between one and the rest of the kids. Why, yeah, like why he's is, an orderly. Yeah. Why is there an age difference? He doesn't say, you know, kids laughed at one. He just says he spent a lot of time with one. So yeah. I think it was one by himself. And then, you know, they figured out how to make, you know, more, more like little psychopaths. Um, but I love the fact that Eleven looked at him and saw this awful massacre. Um, so if you're going to watch, you know, and you're just listening to us for spoilers or for warnings first, um, the first few minutes of episode one are rough as fuck. (laughs) And then there's going to be a lot where Elle's in, um, this little, this little tank with Papa. Um, and uh, we're getting this, these flashbacks to what happens where one um, tricks her into taking out this little chip, which I guess was helping suppress yeah, was his abilities. Um, and so then he goes and just murders all of the kids. Um, yeah, and he which doesn't is, even have a good reason for it. No, like, which is, and it's rough. It's rough to watch, it particularly with what's been going on in the world right now. And they throw up a warning about it, which is really sweet of them. And not only a warning, but an explanation that they had filmed it at a certain point and to, you know, be careful about it. But L yeah. comes in, realizes what he's done, and uses every bit of force in her tiny little body, legit because she's bitty, and just sends him into the upside down and tries to restrain him there with these vines, which then he uses as weapons later. Um, 
but it's wild. It's wild. It is wild. And that he killed his whole family and then tried to make it seem like, yeah, it was some demon. Yeah, it, there's so much, like, in the last episode. Like, so much happens in the last episode that it's... Oh, it the, the animal harm, too. Shit, let me remember to put that in. Trigger warnings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, harm to animals. Is right. there a chance that maybe he went after the other younglings mm-hmm. uh, because of the fact that he might have perceived them as a threat, maybe? And catching them off guard could have prevented them from having time to figure them out. Elle did just have a concussion by being bullied by four of them. Yep. I mean, and not only that, but like maybe he thought it was a mercy because now they're not going to be pawns and whatever Papa wanted. Maybe. You know. I don't care whatever's happened this season. He is a shady, shady man. He has only done this for nefarious reasons. We don't know what they are. And um, when we find out, it's going to be awful, awful. Yeah. Um, So he probably, I would assume that one knows. And maybe he just was like, you don't have to deal with this again. Not to be a one apologist, because I'm not. I think he's a cop. I mean, maybe he also just killed them because he thought they were inferior. Maybe. He's like, they don't deserve maybe, it because that seems to be his. Oh, maybe because he likes killing. Because yeah. he was already on to put on my little true crime cap for a minute. You know, he was harming animals. He had murdered his sister. He murdered his mom. He tried to murder his dad. All in a very similar MO. And then was kept from doing it. Now he gets his power back and just kind of goes on a spree. And it just so happens that now in 86, um, he's got the power to be able to be killing the way that he wants to. Yeah. I mean, the problem with, with people like that is you can't really like, yeah, figure out their motive Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, not how we think. So it's a little bit hard to be like, oh yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You can't really pin it down with logic. Typically the only way you find out is because at least in these contexts, they will do a super villain monologue and be like, oh, well, I did this because X, Y, Z. I mean, he kind of did it because he's like, oh, well, once I discovered I have powers, everything else in the world stopped making sense. And he's like, and he wanted to punish. He wanted to punish people who were doing bad things. Like he knew that his dad had killed people in the war that he didn't need to kill because he was didn't question it. And so he was like, "Okay, time for you all to die, family." I suppose, you know. Um, So he seems to, like I said, he seems to find these like deep, dark secrets that people have. And for him, for some reason, that's justifiable. Um, Which we know it's not. (laughs) Yeah, it... um, I I have to mention... I have to mention... I I know it's it's getting late, but I have to mention... I watch... Because of here, my... I have trouble 
hearing things, I watch everything with subtitles on. Mm -hmm. So can we mention the fact that it says Eldritch sounds, Eldritch noises when talking about the upside down? Okay, so I was telling our friend King Nightmare about this. I love the fact that when you're watching it with the subtitles, so I live near um, military bases, so I also always have subtitles slash have auditory issues with processing. Um, it's emotional synth music. Um, every time like Will and Mike are talking or like, you know, you have one of those moments, it's like emotional synth music or it's like upbeat synth music or it's scary up or synth music or creepy synth music. And I'm like, thank you for explaining to me what the vibe of my synth music is right now. Subtitles. I appreciate that. Grand. <laughs> Here's the thing though. And call me crazy. But if You're a person crazy. is a non-hearing person, would they even have context for what synth music is? Could they not just say emotional music? It also is that feels the Duffer Brothers. It feels synth. It feels different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. The bottom end on mm-hmm. that would probably be pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zippity doo dah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listening, listen, like listening to it is is different. The vibrations is mm-hmm. also different. So they, yes. um, for non-hearing people, they might understand uh, what the feeling of it would be. Yeah. Good point. Oh, yeah, mood would fucking hit pretty hard. Yeah, and we're all fairly familiar with synth music at this point. You know, if you've been born before the 80s or after the 80s on, you know, so much of that music is... And, like, synth is kind of back anyway, too. So I don't feel like it ever went away. I don't Uh, think it died either. I don't think it died either. Thank you, 90s. Yeah. We found that with the 80s and we just held on. And I think that's a great thing for us to have held on to from the 80s. (laughs) I think something we'd be remiss to not at least touch on is a track that frankly uses synth in a really specific and magical way. Of course, that's running up that hill by the one and only Kate Bush. Can't hear that song again. I listen to it regularly. It's I've always liked that song, so it's been a soothing song for myself. And now I I don't know. It still is. It shouldn't be because all it is is Max and Peril. But it's honestly, a good now I can't. Song. All I think about is that I shared the video in the chat. The dude doing uh, the Hank Hill singing, running up that hill. Did you see doing that? amazing travis picking on acoustic guitar i just can't not think of it pretty much all day i'm but i'm glad that kate is getting the recognition she deserves now through this and the royalties and the royalties yeah um i think not as many people knew about her like unless you were like a noel fielding fan because he did oh my god which song was it he dressed up like her and did like the whole dance because she usually dances in her video, her music videos. <clears throat> They're very dramatic. Um, he did for one of her songs. I'll, have to look, I'll send it into the chat once I find it. Um, but it is amazing. As Noel is. 
she was just, and I'm sure still is, a very dramatic yeah. costumed person. Have you ever seen the Kate Bush as FromSoft games? No. Like just they just pick four random costumes of her and just pop on like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Sekiro. Because she's worn so many different mm-hmm. outfits that she fits perfectly <laughs> to those contexts. I mean, she, that scene was yeah, that baller. sounds amazing. And it was also such a relief to see that Max, because of the power of friendship. Yeah, and the power of Kate Bush was able to pull herself back down. Yeah, um, and and L also even flashbacks of power of love and friendship as well. I love the fact that that's something that they have been utilizing um, for these characters, who, as we were talking about before, have been kind of isolating themselves. It's clear that they still are finding strength in these relationships which is good and is important. It's huge. Um, and it's, it's tough. I think um, for a lot of us who get the big bad sads, you know, that's what you want to do. I know that's what I want to do. I usually think that I'm being very annoying and that nobody wants to be around me. And so I self isolate and that's not the way to be. It's not going to help you. Um, and that's not what anybody else is thinking, you know, yeah. They're frustrated because they can't help. Um, so, you know, find your, find your song and, and get back to your friends, you know? That's what I'm going to try and take from season four, part one of Stranger yep. Things. That's a good thing to take away from it. Yeah. Um, to find a way to ground yourself and then to get, get back to your, your power of love and friendship crews. And that Eddie is our Lord Savior. Yeah, he is. Well, that goes without saying. Gender and what many of us aspire to be slash maybe am- want to date. The amount of thirst traps that I'm falling into and drowning <laughs> on TikTok. I send uh, everyone I can find. Yes, yes. We have a little group where we send Eddie TikToks. And it's women dressing up as Eddie and... Mm-hmm. Um, as possibly a, some non-binary folks too, I think. Possibly, yes. And as a as a, uh, a chaotic bisexual, I am here for it, but I am drowning on a daily basis. It's just I need a break. Just a little. I refuse. If I see one, then all of you have to also see it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and as an asexual, I'm just like I just think he's me. Yeah. The <laughs> asexual in the group is like, here, watch all these TikToks. And the two chaotic bisexual women are just like, Could you, we need a break. Listen, the other one is also sending quite a few. It is not just me being feral in that group. No, but I don't know how to yell at Wicked about it. So Bree's just doing the Marge Simpson potato. I just, I just think it's neat. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I also think that his actor is um, a very interesting person. Um, who's done some really cool stuff. And he just has the biggest, sweetest brown eyes. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to see what he does in other movies. Now mm-hmm. he will always yeah. be Eddie to me though. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered a lot of it. I think we did. I think we covered a ton of ground. I think we should also, we got to reconvene. Yeah. 
post postpart two. I am disappointed in Deputy Chief Officer Mustache Callahan. Like, he's just being so rude to these kids. Like, you know, like, before it was kind of like he was awkward and had no filter and was kind of like a Robin-esque character. But now it's like, you know, he's grown his power stash and he's going to, like, bully the kids. And I'm like, sir, no. No. You leave these kids alone. I've been rooting for you for four seasons. Stop it. Like, what the fuck is wrong? Like, what's wrong? It's like Hopper left and that police station lost its goddamn mind. And if he was the brain cell of the police station, I have a lot of concerns for Hawkins. I think they're not taking their at least one hour in the morning. They're not. They're quiet contemplation and coffee. Yeah. They need to maybe get yelled at a little bit for having the donut, but then still having the donut anyway. Yeah. Um Oh, also Erica's life. Her protocol, her use. Lady Applejack. Lady Applejack, you serve. The only scary person in the entire show. Erica. Honestly, Erica's probably going to be the one who beats the crap out of Jason, and I'm here for it. She almost beat the shit out of him on that, that front porch. All of them. That entire basketball team was frankly in danger. They uh-huh. took her away from her mini- they were asking her stupid questions. <laughs> she wasn't I do love it. how she is the only person who, like, just wasn't intimidated by them at all. Yeah. Yeah. In no way, she was just form. like, oh my God, you're my brother's stupid basketball team. I don't care. <laughs> She's no fear. I love her. I would like to be more like Erica. Yes. Maybe she'll actually lead the Hellfire Club. I Maybe think that'll be will. part of the, the jump forward. I could see that happening. Oh I my god, yeah, because she'll be in high school at that point. I could see her completely usurping Mike and the rest of them. And them all be like bitching about it. And her just be like, sit down. She's the one who's the DM. Yeah. It wouldn't even be usurping, though. She would just like lay it down. Yeah. This is what's happening. You're going to like it. We're going to play. I'm sorry. That's how Who killed go. Vecna three years ago? That was me. I yep. came in, saved your asses, sit down at the table. Lady oh Applejack has a campaign. <laughs> She's going to actually kill Vecna. <laughs> mm-hmm. She won't even need a song. No. He's going to suck all the rest of them into the upside down. She's going to jump down that little hole. And then just walk in and be like, you can't spell America without Erica. I'm like, well, shit out of it. Oh, yeah. She she handles everything that happens like it's a Tuesday. Like, I don't know about y'all, but is that light getting brighter and dimmer? (laughs) Like, nothing phases her at all. And I just fucking love it. I just, she could see a Demi Gordon run by and she'd be like, well, that happened. Just walk away. I'm still not getting my mini time, nor am I getting my Sundays now because someone had to burn down my mall. <laughs> I do I do love that they show a young black girl being nerdy. That makes me so happy. Yeah. So happy. Yeah. And she's not like, oh no, <laughs> let me be a part of Club Big Brother. She's like, okay, you're gonna let me be here or you're not. I don't care. 
Yeah. Like she's a level, whatever half cleric she's doing that with someone else. She's got her own campaign. Yeah. Yeah. With different people. Yep. She's, she's doing her thing. And I, I just, I love it. I love it that they just have like a little nerdy girl. Mm-hmm. She's just like, yeah, I play Dungeons and Dragons. So what? I'll whoop your ass. I also too. paint my nails. Mm-hmm. Um, and I yeah. get all I do my one. So I think overall, um, season four got a great start. It's um, had a lot of, we can see things coming together. Um, we can see where we've been bamboozled. So um, bamboozled. What are, what are your tentative ratings out of, what, is it five that we're doing? Yeah, five for the season so far. And then we'll mm-hmm. revisit post part two. <laughs> I would say four out of five. Okay. okay. Four eleven. Mm-hmm. Four eleven. Mm-hmm. That's my rating for for, for season four. Four. four eleven. I think I lean similarly. Yeah, it's like maybe yeah. a four, four and a quarter. Yeah. But I do feel like the Russia plot line is just where yeah. it's, it's interesting slow. and it's fun, but it's just yeah. the weakest Plus. plot line. It's like. It feels like so like I understand like we're trying to understand Hopper more, but it feels like so much plot. And you know what? I think if it wasn't for the fact that there were so many other super cool plot lines, including a D and D plot line, which obviously the three of us are going to be like latching onto with our little gremlin hands, yeah. like we probably would be more interested in the Russia plot because like the fact that they have a demigorgon, kind of cool kind of fascinating because i personally forgot that the debbie gorgon was scary because of dead by daylight <laughs> um because it just kind of like who's around like a kitty and then it's like Rah! <laughs> um, it could have just been an episode right yeah but like i could have been like here yeah uh, i think we could have <laughs> we could have instead had like it be more of joyce and murray's fun-filled adventure yeah, I mean, it could have still been in there, yeah. but it could have been less. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I'm leaning similarly. I'm leaning two out of four for my tentative reading for now. We'll revisit. I do still like that and appreciate that they actually bothered to show him being rescued and didn't just go, oh, yeah. check it out, he's back. Yeah. He just kind of and uh, they, hobbled his way back. They're not even sure if he's rescued yet. Like the four of them are still kind of stranded because let's be honest, Yuri's now a part of our team. We we now have to protect him. Or not Yuri. He's not Yuri. Wait, who is he Yuri? The the guard. No, he's he's the oh uh Oh you mean the guy Jack and yeah. Agar? Anton. I love, I love, Anton. I, yeah. Anton. Um Anton's a part of our team now. Fuck Yuri. Yuri's not part of our team. He he was interesting and then he betrayed us. So I no longer care about him. He can freeze. Um, but Anton's a part of our team now. He's a part of our little family, whether he wants to be or not. So, but it's yeah. just the four of them staring down how they're going to get out of there. Yeah. They're all super fucked. But yeah. if any, if anybody of any importance ever hears this, do not, reveal that some character is coming back from the dead in the goddamn trailer. 
I want to be surprised. Just give me a little surprise. Just let me, let me, let me. <gasps> He's alive. Kingsman did that to me. Now Stranger Things has done that to me. Yeah. I will burn everything to the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we can reconvene about this later. Uh, does anybody have any recs for this week? Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I believe, comes out on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Listen, too much is coming out on Wednesday. I don't have enough time. I'm going to have to call out of work on Wednesday. If you've managed to not be spoiled yet for it. I, I really movies. have. I would be Lucky. surprised if you uh, hadn't been spoiled. I've been avoiding so much, and it's been so hard. I just got like super spoiled for some things with Kenobi, so I caught up on that really quick um, when I couldn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that all kind of that all. Yeah, I hate the internet. By the way, I'm sorry. I feel like I've like hijacked this episode. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I've been on mute, running up and down the stairs. <laughs> It has been funny to just watch you in different settings. You just like you I'll see look me up like and then suddenly yeah. dark, zero dark. Yeah, like style. sometimes there's a child on your arm. Sometimes it's just like a cool ceiling. And I looked, I looked up, and I was like, "Oh, that must be one of the Starlight toys." For the I want one of those for my room, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah. nice. They're kind of nice. Um. What's my rec? I don't know. There's a lot coming out. Umbrella Academy season three is coming out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make that my tentative rec. I'm I'm excited for that. I am nervous. The longer a show goes on that I like, the more nervous I get. Yeah. Is this the season where I just decide I can't watch you anymore? Is this it? Is it going to be this one? Because. You either get canceled while I still like you, or you continue yeah. to go until I can't stand you anymore. So you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I prefer when they get. I mean, I don't, but I kind of do prefer when a show gets preemptively dropped off, just because then it can't become cringe. Yeah. <laughs> until Back it gets supernatural. <laughs> Honestly, I'm still thinking about how I met your mother. That's you. That as well. Yeah. So we could do you could do an entire episode dedicated to the shows that kept going until they were cringy. Yeah. Even movies, movie series. Just yeah. like we don't need another Fast and the Furious <laughs> We need at least five more Fast and the Furious movies. We need Justin Lynn to be given two trillion dollars. <laughs> a real spaceship. <laughs> That's gonna be it's gonna be Hellraiser, Fast and the Furious in space. Oh, Why? there he got they put Ludacris in space and he got nervous and ate a peanut butter bar or something. Oh no, that was okay. So Ludacris made fun of Tyrese. Tyrese ate a Snickers bar in space. They were in an old souped up car floating above. The, Is this uh, real? Are you lying to me? I'm not even lying. There is a scene with Ludacris and Tyrese in a car in space, <laughs> floating above. <laughs> I feel like I just smoked above the atmosphere. You're telling me things that are no. It's that. See, that's why I watch these movies and like them because they're so absurd. <laughs> Basically, from six onward, they just mm-hmm. 
because they keep trying to outdo themselves. There's no possible way to do it except to literally put Ludacris and Tyrese into space. And Tyrese does not want to be in space at all. I don't want Tyrese to be in space. I don't want him to be in space. Not in that little car. He's just trying to have a good time. And he can't because he's stuck in a goofy thing. And then for some reason, Ludacris became like a code hacker guy for no reason. I don't know. It's very... Um, the movies are incredibly dumb. I can't really say anything because I've only seen the first one. You don't, you don't, honestly, you don't need to see any of them. I think when, what you should do, if you would need to, wait till they're all out and then just look up like a five-minute best of stupidest yeah. clips. Someone's going to make some compilation one day, and that's yeah. all I'm going to need. It's It'll have dramatic a music. Yeah. Just watch the first one and understand yes. that Michelle Rodriguez is at the Amazing. top of my list. She is my wife. She just doesn't know it yet. She kicks so much ass. She's amazing. She was really cool and lost as well. Speaking of a show that went to Oh, JJ. JJ. After the first season and they started explaining all the cool shit away, I was like, I'm done. I watched the entire thing. I made people watch it with me. I had like lost nights in college and stuff. And Battlestar Galactic Nights. That Actually, you know what? also went on a little long, if I'm going to be That's honest. Lindelof's fault, not JJ. I think yeah. Lindelof is who did all the goof em ups. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, interesting stuff. Okay, so we've got some Rex. We've got some. Uh, we've done some rambling. We've talked a little bit about Stranger Things. We're excited for two. Um, Crimson and I have an announcement that also uh, those meddling kids are going to be one of the sponsors for um, you're not alone, which is a charity event that we are doing this Saturday on the, I've read it so many times, the 25th, we are starting at noon Eastern standard time and we are going to be going until midnight Eastern standard time. Um, By the time we get to that last bit of streaming, that is family time, which is silly, a silly time. Silly time. The last um, two to four hours of our, our events are just, they get fucking weird. Uh, Crimson's going to be starting the stream. Um, mm-hmm. And then our friend Kick Nightmare is going to be going in the middle, taking the baton. Um, we're going to do family time. The three of us definitely will be eating things that we shouldn't, drinking things that we shouldn't. I'm so scared um, of the buffalo sauce soda. I have mushroom jerky yeah it's gonna get weird oh yeah we, get weird. we do like we're we are such horrors for charity we like do <sighs> just stupid shit to raise um, money i also just bought stuff to do pie to the face um so we've got different incentives going um we're going to be working with the folks and the creators of a game called dots home um who are a part of Rise Home, Rise Home Project. Yeah. And um, they are working to help artists to lift voices, to talk about things like the problems with housing, like we were talking about with the Sinclair family. You know, um, Dots Home's a really cool game. Go check it out. It's point click. Um, it's free. It's free. 
That's free. And um, check out the rest of what they do. And if you've got some time, come watch us do stupid things. We're probably going to be doing ghost stuff, I think, for the first few hours with you, Crimson. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play Phasmophobia and scare the shit out of each other. Nice. Fun times. Yeah. So um, join us. It's um, Real Women of Gaming Switch. And yeah. We're excited to have you. Pat, do you have anything, any projects you need to pimp out? We're one of the sponsors, so we are a part of this, other than the fact that everything's a little incestuous anyway. Because I'm <laughs> Crimson and I are both in real one with gaming as well. <laughs> now I got nothing to pimp out. Yeah. This is this is my my main project besides working and uh unless unless you know how to uh to aggregate scores for a local soccer association oh, anybody oh, oh. got any recommendations on doing um let Pat know also yeah, if you have any cat wrangling tips or my, hus- my husband knows about soccer but I like, he's played soccer since he grew up uh he was like could walk too but I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> he was but a wee child he was a wee child Sorry, I don't believe rules. that Troy was ever small I have, there are pictures. I no. have seen it. No, he was so I mean, obviously I should, because like your daughter was at one point small and now she's almost as tall as I am. So. <laughs> yeah. She's past Troy's elbow now. I, I guarantee you by the time it's safe for me to come visit, she's just going to be like up to you. Well, she can already fit the, sa- the flip-flops that you left. They fit her feet. Oh, okay. yeah. Pat. <laughs> She walks into Crimson's room and is like, look at these. And I look down and I'm like, those are Bree's flip-flops that she left here like three years ago. Not anymore. No. <laughs> they look no, like they fit perfectly. No, and then she came in during Crimson's stream and was like, look. Yeah. Sticking her little foot up. Yeah. You've been expropriated. Yeah. yeah. It should also be explained to our viewers that I can fit to children's shoes. Um, I tend to not because I'm plus size, so they will wear down very quickly. That also, and I like having them bigger because of my wide feet. So you and Kevin Hart are the same height. Really? Yeah. He is five two. I can eat him up. I love how that's where my brain went. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's sad. I mean, oh, the same height. <laughs> I can take him. I could take him. <laughs> I think it's just, worth a try. Yeah, just like, for after charity. He, after he told he's after he said, you know, he was five two. Like all the the times he talked about fighting people, just made me laugh. Well, that's the thing. If you're under five three, you just kind of want to secretly fight everybody. I don't know why. I don't know why we're made this way. Our friend Wicked's the same way because she and I are the same height, and we both just. Have a, a deep-seated rage in our tiny bones, and I don't. <laughs> the short, the shorter the adult, the angrier. I was going to say, person. and your your wife is about the same height. Is she not also filled with rage? I remember a rage. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bree. Do you remember a, a, a gentleman by the name of Snooky? We were oh my god! Also about five two. He is. And, uh, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. I hover between 5'11 and 6. Yep. And I've been that height since like I was like 15. 
Mm-hmm. Snooky was a small man. I forget what I said to him, but I pissed him off. But yeah, he's such a chip on his shoulder. He decked me in the chin. And it was an uppercut because that's he had to punch up to get to yeah. my chin. <laughs> he thought that he was going to like join a gang and stuff. I think he still thinks that. I don't know. Oh my I saw God. him selling iPhones in the mall once. And I'm like, is that Snooky? I'm like, oh, oh yeah, it's Snooky. So, so I walk the other way because I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk to that guy. Uh-uh. I don't have time for this shit for bail money. No. <laughs> well, thank you both for having me on again. I love I love hanging out with y'all. We love having you and talking shit. One, so we're definitely one, gonna. One day we have to. Do we have to Ponte coerce Pole. you back. <laughs> one day I want I want to watch Ponty Pool with you too. It's such a great it's such a Ponty Pool. It's such a great fucking movie. It's a horror movie, and I, I love it. I Let's do it. No, you don't. That's why. All right. Put it on the damn books. Don't allow me to watch it until then, since you and I often watch horror movies together. These are the two people that I watch horror movies with the most. Um, Harley's like, go to bed. I know. Harley's like, you have work. (laughs) Oh, look at the baby (laughs) kitty. Oh my God, you're being so sweet right now. She's laying there. I mean... Just to be it clear, and this is part of our part of our podcast lore. I keep calling the cats she because my kids know them as she. They're both boys. Are they? And yes. They've got penises. And uh, whatever, we're going to keep calling them she. And when that bridge comes to it, if somehow or another things are revealed, we'll figure it <laughs> out. I mean, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get some spade anyway. I mean, they got balls. So I mean, it's just the girls just don't know. (laughs) They're going to think the cats have balls on their vaginas because my wife's my daughter like pointed at them. Was like, "What's that?" And she's like, "That's just that's just her vagina. It's just what it looks like." (laughs) So, yeah. Charlie is very concerned. You know what? No, it's fine. Happy Pride. Happy Pride to cats. Happy Pride. To little strawberry here. They wanna be girls. Maybe. They seem fine with it. Yeah. The cat. No, wait, no, that's a bitch slapping paw. I don't know. What are you doing? Getting ready. Like I see I see the dog. We're gonna fight. Harley can't see anything. No. Stop biting your foot, you goof. Harley's ready for beds. Um, We're all ready for bed. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But thank you, everybody. Thank you both. This was a lot of fun. Thank you both. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Crimson, for coming and hanging out with us. We always love having you here. Anytime. I love it. I know that it's a lot when we have to put you in the van and take you to the bunker and station management. It's like, me. And like dissonant voices in your head, you know it's Jeff Benzos and Elton Musk. Yeah, it's 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 fine because at least they gave me Fritos this time, and it's my favorite. So. You thought oh. they were Fritos? They actually weren't Fritos. It's oh, no. fine. They tasted like Fritos, so I'm good. We're actually Elton Musk is going to trap you, and you're going to be a new AI voice for his Tesla cars. These ones only explode every fifth or sixth time you turn them on, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's progress. Yeah. <laughs> Elton Musk. 
Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So thank you, station management. Um, stay cozy. Because it's going to get creepy. Bye. Bye, everybody.